fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but the social media screening and independent fact checkers are back and they're better than ever, as in they're more annoying than ever before, as they are all over the place on these Fauci emails on social media. It's crazy. It's wild and it's kind of fun to watch social media lose their minds trying to conceal what's already out there to the public. Hey, welcome into the show. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio and TV, live streaming and podcasting. We appreciate you so much. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. I cannot believe this week is almost over now. Being on a Friday, it's hard to believe. I know the holiday from last weekend made it a little bit shorter, but it was a jam-packed week. It was entertaining, I guess. It was nonstop. It was chaotic. It was crazy. It was complete anarchy, but yet we made it, and hopefully you get to enjoy a little bit this weekend as we go into more and more of the summertime hot temperatures right around the corner. Global warming getting set to kill all of us, according to AOC. I don't know. My solution, if she would just get her damn garbage disposal fixed, then she'd actually be able to know what the heck's going on in the world. Yeah, we are live on all of our streaming services. Facebook Live back up and at it as well. So you can find us on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch.tv, on My Freedom Book or OurFreedomBook.com. Also on Instagram and TikTok and... I think that's about it. Plus the website at HoosierReason.com. All of these social media handles at HoosierReason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R. Reason. We have some fun stuff to get to today. It is Friday. It's a, it's the end of the week. We have some fun, lighthearted things to get to. Also, I find some comical bits as well that people on the other side of the aisle may not, may not quite appreciate. But we do because sometimes we just like to revel in their misery. Not the fact that we like to see them miserable because I don't like to see anybody miserable. But if you're so hell-bent on trying to advocate for your agenda, and then it backfires on you and then you still try to defend it because you're that desperate with your pride or with your ego or with whatever then sometimes you just smirk a little bit gotta be honest you gotta smirk a little bit like you know at some point can you be humble enough to accept the fact that you lost at some point can you be humble enough to accept the fact that you 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 had a bad idea and it's okay now let's evolve Let's grow from it, and let's move forward in a proper direction. If we just had a little bit of that, from both sides of the aisle, honestly, but very rarely is conservatism the wrong end of the aisle. Very rarely, I mean, not to glow or, you know, talk about conservatism is that's the only way. That is the light. Come towards the light. But it is really like the most commonsensical way. And we can talk about that a little bit later as well. But on both sides, you need to be able to, if it fails and if it doesn't work, a certain policy, certain idea, certain agenda, if it doesn't work, we say, you know what? We messed up. We'll evolve, we'll grow, we'll learn now. We know, and then we move forward. But most people don't like to hear politicians say that because then they don't last in office a whole terribly lot. I personally would have a heck of a lot more respect for them if they were in office than if they said something like that. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. The Facebook fact uh, fact checkers, the independent fact checkers, quote unquote, are back at it. 
I don't know if you've seen the social media meme on Facebook. I've shared it. I thought it was hilarious of kind of the, the smirky gal with her coffee sitting at the, the, the computer, the laptop, just sitting there kind of smiling. And it says, me reading Fauci's leaked emails after losing friends and being told I'm crazy for a year because I said he was a fraud. And obviously now we find out that he is a fraud and all of us who have been doubting him or questioning him over the last year were validated because we proved that hydroxychloroquine works according to the emails that he received. He said that you can't transmit the virus very often if you're asymptomatic. Uh, He admitted that masks are completely irrelevant and we shouldn't be doing that and they're kind of stupid. We realized that he has been lying about the origin of the vaccine coming from the Wuhan lab or he says it was from a bat, but yet we haven't found any actual animals that had the virus. So where's the animals to prove that theory when he was new about the Wuhan lab? We knew what they were doing at the Wuhan lab. And then we he got numerous emails of people showing that, yeah, you know, what, it may have come from an animal, but originally it had to have been engineered just by the makeup compound makeup of the actual virus. So it was an engineered thing. We have all the evidence pointing towards it. And yet we were called racists and bigots and jerks for saying that it came from the Wuhan lab, not to mention if you go even deeper about the lady that apparently was working on it originally, like completely went missing when this whole thing broke out and no one knows where she is. Something that China typically does anyway, so it's not that much of a shocker, but it did happen. So we've been questioning Dr. Fauci from the beginning. We were called crazy and now all of it's coming out. So I posted that meme on social media And the Facebook independent fact checkers have a nice little banner right over the entire thing that says missing content. (laughs) Missing content. The same information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers. I don't even know what that means. It literally says just me reading Fauci's leaked emails after losing friends and being told I'm crazy for a year because I said he was a fraud. And it says missing content. So is it challenging the fact that I'm calling him a fraud or is it challenging the fact that I lost friends over social media because I called him a fraud? What is it trying to independently fact check? Because unless they know for certain and they've seen my friends list drop dramatically because people have unfriended me on social media because I called Dr. Fauci a fraud, which I never did say those words actually on social media. So I think that's kind of interesting. But if they're saying that I lost friends because of that and that's a uh, missing content and this was fact checked by independent fact checkers on other posts. Are they saying it's because I lost friends and is that the point they're trying or is it because I am saying he's a fraud, which I have not said he's a fraud. I mean, I have, but in a backhanded kind of way, I never actually said those words technically. So I'm curious on what they're saying is missing content here. The point is, we see the emails that kind of validates the position of those that were skeptical of him. And we've been, uh, quote unquote, I guess you could say, we've been victimized. We've been discriminated against. We've been victimized for uh, for challenging him on social media and now we've been proven true and apparently the independent fact checkers just don't like that very much i find that kind of interesting i don't know why i find that interesting but i just smile sometimes when they think that uh they know so much and that they need to block whatever we're trying to share uh we've seen the same thing on all the emails that we have posted on social media as well so you know what try and block it whatever it's out there people can read it people can find it people can do their own investigation and then they can believe what they want to believe There's still people on my social media that still defend Fauci. No, he didn't really do that. Okay. There's actual emails out there, so uh, kudos to you. How about we talk about the latest and what's trending today? What's trending today? So markets close higher today, according to CNBC, and I find it interesting 
as well, where the media, again, with their horrible reporting, they talk about how well the economy is going with, with jobs that have been uh, growing in the country, which we still have the COVID-19 unemployment benefits. Not in all states now, because there's a lot of states that have actually gotten rid of them, and the media is not very happy about that. They don't report that in here, that actually the job rates are climbing faster in states where the unemployment additional three dollars $400 a week of unemployment benefits are ending so people are getting jobs again because I kind of have to, as opposed to the states that aren't, that people are staying on them and they're trying to find jobs. Here in Kansas, they have not ex- uh, they have not dropped them yet. We're still looking at until like August or September when those finally end. And right now we have still record number of jobs in the state. People don't want to go back to work. It's a wage issue. No, it's the fact that you just don't want to go back to having to work two or three jobs because you've got yourself in massive amounts of debt. Just being obvious. You could live on that, which you shouldn't have to live on that. If you're stuck in a minimum wage job for 30 years, you're probably doing something wrong. You probably have a terrible work ethic. You probably haven't uh, tried to apply yourself. You probably complain the entire time you're there. If you change your mental stability, uh, your your mental idea of this a little bit, then you could probably become a manager and make some more money or go off and do something better or start your own thing. Start your own you know, food truck or start your own restaurant or do whatever because you can do that. There is opportunity in the land of opportunity. Just throwing that out there. But uh, U.S. economy, according to CNBC, added 559,000 jobs for the month of May, according to the Labor Department, as they reported today. Now, here's the fun part, because they don't elaborate on this at all, which I find quite interesting. The Labor Department reported 559,000 jobs added on in the U.S. economy for the month of May, down slightly from the anticipated 671,000 jobs that economists from, uh, surveyed by the Dow Jones said would happen. So they predicted seven hundred or 671,000. We got 559. That's about 120,000 less jobs in the month than what they had anticipated. At the same time, in the very next paragraph from CNBC, however, the unemployment rate fell to 5.8% from the 6.1%, which was better than the anticipated 5.9%. So we actually did one-tenth of a percent better in our unemployment rate than we had anticipated. I'm curious how those two correlate. We saw 120,000 less jobs than expected, but yet we got a tenth of a percent of unemployment better than what we thought. Does, does, can anybody please explain that one to me? Now, I know the answer, and it's kind of a rhetorical question, but I really want you to think about this for a second because you know what happened is that people stopped applying for benefits because maybe they ran out of some, maybe they just couldn't anymore, maybe they didn't get them in in time, maybe they some type of issue happened to where they didn't get a job so they weren't added to the actual job market, but they stopped applying for unemployment benefits so therefore they didn't show up as a number and a blip on the unemployment. So they're in that limbo stage. When you have... Unemployment rates still going down, which is nice, but we do up a tenth of a percent better than expected, but yet we still didn't gain the 120,000 jo- uh, 20, 120, jobs that we expected. I find that interesting. How do you have a projection of both of those, but yet we come in higher in one, yet come in lower in the other? Doesn't make sense to me unless, again, the rhetorical question here, you realize that the unemployment rate is actually bogus because it doesn't count those people that are just not on unemployment anymore, can't get unemployment anymore, but yet aren't actually working or part of the job market. So, but they don't explain it. That's the problem with the media. They should say, wow, you know what? Maybe we should dive into this a little bit more and figure out why one's higher and one's lower when they're supposed to be working in tandem here. 
the ten-year Treasury, and they, all they talked about was whether they were the the um, Federal Reserve was actually going to buy bonds or whether they were going to raise interest rates or what they were going to do based on the unemployment rate and based on the jobs market in the country. And they're like, oh, it's really not really at the point yet where we want to buy some more bonds, really raise interest rates, but we're moving in that right direction. At the same time, Democrats are probably loving the fact that we added more jobs because they're like, oh, look, the unemployment benefits that we're dishing out are not affecting this because, look, we added more jobs. And look at the unemployment rate, and it's going down, and everything's all swell and hunky-dory. When the unemployment rate, as you know, is extremely much higher than what it is at that 5.8% because there is a massive amount of people that are not on that blip, that are not on the radar, that still do not have jobs. But they can't apply for unemployment benefits anymore. Which leads into the next part of it as well, where we start looking at the new Biden infrastructure plan, where both Republicans and Democrats are looking at spending close to a trillion dollars on infrastructure plans all over the nation. And they start talking about there's a deeper issue, according to Newsmax.com, with months or weeks of negotiations still being needed to enact the legislation. Republicans and Democrats are united in their support for hundreds of billions of dollars and new spending on infrastructure in the coming years. However, It could face some challenges outside of the political realm in Washington, D.C. They say that it could face immediate shortages from the supply of labor to steel and other and cement and other raw materials. Raw materials in shorthand right now because of trade deals, thanks to Joe Biden and thanks to the COVID pandemic. Not all Joe Biden's fault, largely with the COVID pandemic, but some with Joe Biden as well as they continue to work on some of their trade policies. Uh, But at the same time, they have a supply of labor where they don't have enough workers to do all of these infrastructure plans that they want, which goes in the favor of the Democrats, and we'll talk about that when we come back. But again, they're running into obstacles trying to implement their crazy socialist agenda while they try to hype up these great numbers of unemployment going down because, hey, look at that, people's getting back to work, and we're doing it still with unemployment benefits going up. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Appreciate you hanging out, especially for a Friday. I know you're kind of zoned out. You're still, I'm guessing, still in holiday mode after last week and a shorter week this week. Next week is really the one where you really get back into the swing of things, right? Anything to extend that holiday break, kind of coast through this week, get back into a holiday and get ready for it. I saw a lot of people actually on the roads today driving with their campers and their boats and getting all ready i think people some people want to actually take the holiday the weekend after when there's not as much crazy traffic or as many people at the lake or in the camping sites or wherever you're at and uh, so they wait a week or two and then they go and do it which makes sense i would do the same thing i still uh, to me i know i've already talked about it and complained about it on the air i just don't get the idea of i'm going camping and then you go to a like a lake and you have a plot and it's like you know, 10 by 20, and then you look over and there's literally a plot right next to you with other campers with a tent or a, or a camper, and they do their thing. To me, that's not camping. You're just taking the city and moving it to the lake with a whole bunch of other people. My camping consists of not seeing an entire human soul for another, like, 50 miles away. and th- th- That's camping to me. Now, most people don't like that, and that's okay, but that's that's just me. Uh, other people, I want to get away from people. That's the whole point of going camping is go out into nature and reconnect and have the calmness and the quiet and not around other people. But then you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to pay 30 bucks for someone to sit next to me and do the same thing. And then, then they get all crazy and drink adult beverages and play their loud music and, and stay up late with all the lights. And uh, anyways, my venting of the day is over. All right. So the infrastructure plan from Joe Biden, real quickly, question for you. What do you think is going to happen or why do you think they're continuously trying to push this when we realize we're running into obstacles, not only politically in Washington, D.C.? And by the way, words of wisdom to the Republicans. No, just no flat, not a negotiate, not a we're going to sit down and talk about it and find a good plan. Flat out, straight out, N. Oh, I don't want the bill. We can't afford not even $1 trillion, not even $800 billion. I don't want the plan to happen at all. So every single Republican needs to sit there and say, no, just no, flat out no. Well, you compromise. No. Can we look at the bill this way? No. Can we spend this way? No. We already spent COVID relief. He's trying to pass the American Families Plan. Now we have this plan. No more. No more money spent, period. XYZ exclamation point. We don't want to spend a single penny more until we go to the federal budget in the fall when we can look at start cutting programs and cutting departments and cutting agencies and we can start getting our budget back on track. But you know that's not going to happen. I know that's a pipe dream. I know that that's taken it to in a quote unquote radical extreme view that's going to be unreasonable. I realize that. But that's what I want to see. So I'm going to advocate for them to do it. And then I'll be frustrated and a little annoyed when they do the opposite. (laughs) Because that's kind of what we have to accept. But why do you think they're pushing it so hard right now when we have a labor shortage? 
and people are not going back to work because of the COVID-19 unemployment benefits. We have massive amounts of people still sitting on the additional three, dollars $400 a week from COVID unemployment. We have raw material shortages. We have prices going up because of inflation, because of the Biden administration that they're proud of, and they're trying to justify saying that that's good economic policy with prices going up with inflation. 4.1% uh, inflation increase, the largest in a single month than we saw since 2008 during the Barack Obama era. So kudos on that one that they're proud of. Why are they pushing it right now? And let's focus on the labor shortage right now for just a second. Because if they create all these new jobs from the federal government, quote unquote, creating jobs, government can't create jobs. So let's remember that federal government cannot create jobs, period, end of story. It doesn't work that way. They can create um, incentives for jobs and they can pay for it through taxpayer money, but you're really not creating jobs because they're temporary jobs that are paid for and subsidized by taxpayer money. So it's not creating actual stable jobs. It's just creating temporary contracts with taxpayer money, which is really, 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 really stupid. But nonetheless, I digress. Why are they promoting this? We have all these people on unemployment. They're trying to get the jobs back up. If people are on unemployment not coming back and we haven't changed the wages and they try to pass this through, guess what happens? They have more of an excuse to bring more immigrants up from the border while we're having the border crisis and saying, look, we just have to bring in more workers because we have more jobs now and people don't want to take them because they're above that. So we just have to bring in more labor and more immigrants from the border, giving them an excuse to end the crisis at the southern border. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, Gerard, welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show today, it goes by way too fast, especially on a Friday when you're trying to wrap things up for the day. Welcome into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, having more fun than we should every single day. Trying to stumble through a radio program like Joe Biden through a press conference. <laughs> See, that's called a joke. Welcome back in. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcast. You can find all of it at Hoosier Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Let's get right to our guest. I'm excited to have her on the program. We've talked a lot about policy and politics, and you know, sometimes people's eyes glaze over. But uh, when we talk about these things, I know that after a while, you get a little bit desensitized to what's really going on in the nation and the the massive amount of money being spent, $6 trillion between the COVID package and the uh, infrastructure package and the American Families package. I mean, just that together, 6 
trillion dollars. That's like what the debt is for one year right now in the country already. We're sitting at like, what was, what was the last time I saw it? 28, 29, 30 trillion now for the U.S. debt overall. We can't sustain something like that. Is that a plan and what the heck's going on? Plus, we see the regulations coming left and right. We see the attack on the Second Amendment. We see really crazy, wild things. And by the way, all of this happening within like the first five months of the Biden administration. So thanks a lot for that one. So I'm excited to have on our next guest that she's kind of seen this firsthand on what the heck's going on in other parts of the world, and can it come here to the United States? As she was involved down in the country of Chile, uh, which one place I've always wanted to go, by the way. She's a, a staff member for the John Burchett Society. Excited to have on the program with us today, Leah Southwell. Leah, how are you, my friend? Great. Thank you, Andy. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the program. Now, you were down when the communist coup happened down in Chile. Talk a little bit about that experience. What led up to that event, and what did you witness? Well, what led up to it was actually not much that we could see. It was fairly rapid and sudden. By the way, I have to say that I wouldn't say that it was a communist coup yet. It's a slow process of this communist coup. And I would say a lot of the Chilean people aren't really even aware. They're starting to become aware what this is happening. But what happened just 18 months ago on October 18, 2019, while I was living there, was a sudden protest. Supposedly, it was over a four-cent increase in the subway system. And overnight, there were attacks on the subway system. Seventy-some number of the stations were very badly damaged or completely destroyed. Several of the trains were set on fire. And then they, over the next couple of days, well, I, I should say, immediately the uh, president called out the military and curfews and trying to get this under control. The looting of the stores began, um, destruction of the buses, the public train system, public transportation system. This is a city of 7 million people. Wow. So it turned into chaos really overnight with the police and the military not really knowing who was behind it and what really was going on. It seemed a little extreme over a four-cent increase in the public transportation system. But it went on uh, constantly for the next five or six weeks. Um, there were quickly more mass protests going on, not just violent. There were peaceful protesters coming out in the streets, and they were asking for all kinds of changes to the country. Let me just go back and give a little bit of history. Yeah. Chile was the most successful, most prosperous nation in all of Latin America over the last, since Venezuela was a successful country, uh, which ties into this story also. Uh, but shortly after that, the people began to ask for the president to resign as though this country was a hellhole, which it most definitely was not. Did it have problems? Of course, like every country had its problems, none of them that weren't fixable. But they were calling for the president to step down, and suddenly there was a call for a new constitution. This was when my red flag went up and said, uh-oh, this is more than uh, they're making it out to be. I started to ask my Venezuelan friends, what do you think is really going on? And they said, oh, we know exactly. This is how it began in Venezuela, over a public transportation fee increase. The interesting thing, though, was that they said, uh, we were the protesters. (laughs) We were the ones who were asking. We voted for Chavez. We asked for changes to our constitution. And we didn't listen to the Cubans who came and warned us 
that this was a trap and that we were going to fall into it. We told the Cubans, no, that'll never happen. We're not Cuba. So I asked the Venezuelans, well, what are you going to do about this if you see what's happening here? And they said, well, we're trying to warn the Chileans. And I said, what do they say? They said the same thing that we told the Venezuelan, or the uh, Cubans when the Cubans came and warned us. We're not that stupid. We'll never fall for this. And so my story out of this is uh, an easy way to take down a country is to make calls for changes or um, a rewrite of the Constitution. Here in the U.S., they wouldn't be so bold, but there are plenty that are calling for changes or amendments to the Constitution, and they just don't know that if that door gets opened, the enemy is waiting there. And if they can attack the Constitution, they can take down the country. So the story that's happening in Chile right now is that the president did agree to a referendum, a people's referendum, of whether they wanted the Constitution or not. I knew that they were going to be in trouble with that. So I started asking anybody who was in favor of it, which was the majority of the people, why? What is in the Constitution causing all of your problems? Sure. And they couldn't tell me. Not a single one could tell me. Sure. But they knew that a new new Constitution would solve all of their problems. And so the election was uh, October of last year, and 79% of the people voted away their Constitution. And then just two weeks ago was the election for the people who would write it. There's 155 people who will write it. They voted for no politicians, just us normal folks to write the Constitution, because us normal folks are so well-educated on how to write a Constitution. Um, And I knew that that was the next thing that would be the death knell, that uh, the people would be vulnerable to the communists, quite frankly, who were going to end up winning the election because they're good at changing their perception. Most of them ran as independents. And the people just said, well, look, I don't want the left or the right. I don't want any extreme controlling this. So let's just write write straight down the line for the independents. And so only uh, less than about 20% of the people who were elected are from the right. And the rest are so-called independents and hard left communists who will be writing the Constitution. What a story. So this a, all, yeah. yeah, this is all just shockingly fast, right? A very prosperous, successful country overnight has chaos, burning, rioting, looting. And then the people come out in the streets and say, well, we, you know, there's a lot to protest about. I'll get in on this. And then once they're all in the streets protesting, all you have to say is something like, you know, all your problems are the root is from the Constitution. Let's fix the Constitution. And let me ask you, Andy. If we were to have a people's referendum, how many people, what percentage of the people do you think would understand the Constitution well enough to preserve it and to save it and to defend it versus those who would say, hey, yeah, it's outdated. It's 230 some years old. Let's just, you know, modernize it, bring it up to date. That'll fix everything. Yeah, they would have no idea. And that's where they prey on the vulnerable, where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's really messed up. We need to clear it up. And people, yeah, no, that sounds good. We need to update this thing. We need to rewrite this yeah. thing. How do you do that? Yep. Well, I don't know. Well, I'll be your representative. Don't worry. We'll take care of that. And we'll do that exactly. for you because I'm above the people. Exactly. They prey on that vulnerability. And it sounds like it sounds like a yes. pattern. I mean, like you mentioned with Cuba, with Venezuela, yes. now with yes. Chile, it's happening slowly yes. in the U.S. as well, where they, they play yes. this same card and it works every time. Yes, yes. Amazing, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I mean, I can just I, I can just hear the same talking points 
here in America. I mean, all the way back to Barack Obama, we need to fundamentally transform America, the hope and change. We hear right. the Bernie Sanders. We need to, you know, hit the reset right. button and fulfill the FDR agenda. We hear the AOCs and the loonies on that side now saying the exact same thing where you can't pinpoint. It's very vague talking points, but it sounds so well. We just need this reset. and We need, you know, justice and we need fairness and we need equality and we yeah. need to update things. And it's 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 scary because People really do fall for this, and we're seeing it happen right in, right before our eyes. Absolutely, and falling fallen for by even the good guys, people who I would think are the good guys, when they say come when they say we need to rein in the federal government. Uh, this is the convention of the states people. Um, we need to rein in the federal government. Okay, well, how do we do that? We'll call for a convention so that we can amend the constitution. Well, what's wrong with the constitution? Well, I don't know, but we need to get to get get together and have a meeting about this and talk about what we need to fix in the Constitution so that we can rein in the federal government. I'm sorry to say that's just not understanding what the Constitution says in the first place. How about we start abiding by the Constitution, but we don't know our Constitution anymore. Yeah. We aren't taught the Constitution. We don't know the tool that it is. It is there to rein in the federal government. But how do you hold people accountable if you don't know the Constitution yourself? So that's why I said, if you think about it here in the U.S. too, what a dangerous possibility that the people themselves could overthrow their own constitution for lack of understanding it in the first place. Yeah, and it all starts with the chaos in the streets to get people riled up in the first place, which is what we're seeing right now with Black Lives Matter protests, with Antifa protests. You cause that anarchy, you get people shaken up, and then they want change, and that's what they're going to get. And uh, we're at the beginning stages. I mean, if we go down this road, we got about 30 seconds or so. If we go down this road, how long before you start seeing people really want to uproot the Constitution here? Oh, I think there's plenty of people right now who would be easily sold on uprooting the Constitution. My solution is let's get back to teaching it because when we teach it and we understand it, we would stand and defend it because it is a beautiful document, one of the longest lasting constitutions in the history of the world. It is worth defending. It should not be tampered with at all. It should be taught and then hold our elected officials accountable to the oath of office that they swore to uphold the Constitution. Amen to that. Leah Southwell, the John Birch Society, you can find it. You can also find the trailer to your account as well. Anarchy, an eyewitness account, you can find that on YouTube. Leah, we appreciate the story so much. We'd love to get you back on the show again sometime. Sounds good. Thanks, Andy. Hey, appreciate that very much. What a story. What a way to wrap up the week. Holy cow. Something to think about there. Oh, how the playbook seems to be working so smoothly, doesn't it? We'll recap that when we come back. Wrap it up here on a Friday on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What a story that was. Thanks again to Leah Southwell coming on the program. Can you see the dots being connected? You start the chaos, the protests, the violence, the uprooting of society. People get frustrated. They get angry. We need change. We need change. Hope and change. We, we need to fundamentally transform. We don't like this Constitution. Uh, that's what we're being taught in our schools right now, isn't it? We don't like this Constitution. We don't like it. The founders are racist. They were bigots. The 1619 Project. Everybody's terrible. They were closed-minded. They were property owners. They were white people. They were men. They were terrible. We can't have this Constitution. It doesn't fit today's times. It doesn't talk about technology. That's why we broke it down a while, just a few days ago. And we are like, regardless of whatever the topic is, it all boils down to the same raw issue about privacy, about individual liberties, about private property, about privacy, about Second Amendment rights, about freedom of speech, about freedom of religion. You have the freedoms. And at the end of the day, they all boil down to the same thing, regardless of what the new flavor of the day is. Whether it's newspaper, whether it's radio, whether it's TV, whether it's technology, whether it's drones, doesn't matter. They all fit into the same thing, but you cause the uprooting, you don't understand the Constitution, then you get the same person, you know, out there, you know, the same guy that's, like, doing this. Oh, bro, it's just like, dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just, like, you pull in, and you just get spit right out of them, and you just drop in and just smack the lip, drop down, <laughs> snap, and then after that, you just drop in. Just ride the barrel and get pitted, so pitted. Like, like so pitted like that, dude. So I'm sure that if you – now, I'm not judging in any way, shape, or form here, and if I'm wrong, then I will totally admit that I'm wrong. But if you went up to that guy and you said, hey, what are the Ten Amendments in the Bill of Rights? What are those? What do those stand for? Dude, I don't know. Like, it was totally pitted and stuff. Like, we need to update this thing, man. Like, if you went to someone like that – and you asked, what does Black Lives Matter do? Instead of saying, well, they're terrorists and anarchists and they burn cities down. They're like, oh, dude, they're like totally awesome. I don't know. Who's members of the Supreme Court? Like when you ask those people, hey, we don't like the Constitution. You need to rewrite one because you are the people. You are we the people and you need to rewrite a new Constitution. Then they'll say, you know what? Here's some guidelines for you for you to write a brand new one. Okay. And then you go along with it. That's how they take control. They cause the unrest. 
They question the rules of the law, the rules of the land, because they don't like the rules of the land. Remember, you got to remember, and when it boils down to it, Democrats are like children. And when they lose the game, they change the rules of the game to make sure they fit the way they want them to win, and that way they can never lose. They throw the temper tantrum in the middle of the store to get the attention. They want the game. Then they lose at the game and they get angry, so they create their own game with their own sets of rules and they change the rules as they go along so they can always win. That's the progressive, that's the elite, that's the quote-unquote globalist, that's the uh, uh, whatever, the whatever you want to call them, the ones that like centralized, big, powerful government to control your life and keep you in line and to keep you pushed down to where you're not allowed to succeed. That's the way they like to roll. And that's what's happening. It happened in Cuba, happened in Venezuela. Now it's happening in Chile. It's happening in the U.S. It's happening all over. While we see this resurgence of conservative populism all over the world with the Brexit that's happening, with uh, Argentina, with the conservative president down in Argentina, with the U.S., with Donald Trump that we had over the last few years, when we saw this populist rise of conservatism, that's their opportunity. Get people riled up, call them racist, denigrate those people, cause some unrest, and then start a new thing because that's their opportunity to slip right in and take advantage. All right, real quick, we got just a couple minutes left here. Real quickly, let's get into some weird news of the day. Weird news of the day. So as you know, I've been totally excited about this UFO report to come out from the Pentagon and being released to Congress sometime this month and to the general public. According to the Associated Press, they have released a little bit of intel saying that there is no evidence of aliens in the report. What? What? Come on. There's no evidence of that. They say investigators have found no evidence that sightings are linked to uh, uh, the sightings of the UFOs or the AUPs or aerial uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon, the UAPs or UFOs, whatever you want to call them today. Investigators say they found no evidence the sightings are linked to aliens, but they cannot deny the link either which means they don't have any evidence of pro or against. So all they're doing is literally releasing the we don't know what these things are, which means there still could be an opportunity. And it comes down to your um, thoughts on whether you believe in them or not. But there's not going to be any like, oh, yeah, we actually have aliens in our in our hands. We actually have them in our possession. None of that's going to be in there. Only UFO things where they could not be linked nor denied with the presence of extraterrestrials. So... It's getting closer. What the heck's it actually going to say? And it still comes down to, are you going to believe it's actually happening or not? We'll have some fun with it when it comes out. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in just a bit. Back at it all next week, starting on Monday. Make sure to stay tuned in. we got a heck of a week lined up for you, so make sure to not miss a single bit of it. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Be your own voice of reason. Have a wonderful weekend. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.